You're listening to the Fairies and Folklore Podcast by Renal. I'm dark fantasy author Renal Janssen von With nearly a decade of digging around in dusty folklore books, researching creatures of imagination that ignited my curiosity, I'm here to share the folklore in a nutshell and how I reimagined it for my writing in An Origin of the Fae. This is the Fairies and Folklore Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Rinal Janssen von Vieren. You can just call me Rinal. In today's episode, we're continuing our exploration of the Feyre. This episode is brought to you by my book, Once, Tales, Myths and Legends of Fairy, available in ebook, paperback and audiobook. Go to rinaldemythmaker.com forward slash my hyphen books for more. We are continuing our exploration of Waterfay. Today's fairy, Kelpie. Folklore in a nutshell by Renal. Kelpies are the most distinctive magical creatures from Scotland. These water horses can shapeshift into humans, underwater monsters and gorgeous horses to lure humans underwater to drown and eat them. In human form, Kelpies are invariably male. They are usually depicted as grey or black horses and as they cannot fully escape the water, their tails and manes are always dripping wet. Kelpies inhabit locks, streams and pools, most notably Loch Ness. Yes, the Loch Ness monster is a Kelpie. In some cases, the Kelpie would devour all but the entrails of their victims, leaving it at the water's edge for others to find. It can extend its back to carry many to the watery depths of its home before eating them. It has a sticky, magical hide, so once you touch the alluring creature, you are stuck, as shown in a common Scottish folktale. The Kelpie lures nine children onto its back, chases after the tenth, who strokes his nose before he cuts off his stuck finger to escape, while the others are dragged into the water by the Kelpie. And now, for my interpretation of the Fae, in an origin of the Fae, Kelpie. Kelpies use the connection they have to the water they live in to find out everything that goes on in the world around them. Kelpies can live in any lake, river or stream. Even a murky pool will do if there is enough glamour to fuel the Kelpie. Part of their magic is to make themselves irresistible. Humans and fae want to touch them, no matter the cost. Mist surrounds the Kelpie as it shifts form. They have the power to change their appearance at will. Kelpies prefer the form of a horse when on land, though they can turn into pine martens, stoats, goats, etc. They can t- even take on a human form. Kelpies will eat any human or fae it wants to. They especially like to play with their prey, though there are a few who stick to eating fish. Kelpies only appear outside water when they are summoned, hungry, will have to go to a mandatory fae gathering, like the tithe, every seven years. It usually shapeshifts from an underwater monster to something alluring, like a horse, before enticing humans or fae to touch it, at which point its skin will become adhesive and will take its prey down to a watery grave, and the kelpie will have lunch. Though it is said that only the liver entrails are left over from a kelpie's meal, seen floating on the surface, that's just the personal preference of some. 
Not all Kelpies have the same taste in food, just like everyone else. Kelpies have power over the water they live in. They can cause floods to hinder or drown pursuers or victims. They have an odd sense of humour. For example, laughing when someone nearly dies in a bog. Kelpies are good in a fight. They change into water as soon as an opponent tries to punch, curse, suck the life out of them. Kelpies do whatever they wish, whatever whim takes them. Even the supposedly bad ones who feast on humans and fae can be their trusted ally. Just like the supposed good Kelpies who only eat fish can be your worst enemy. Kelpies are always dripping wet. Once they start to dry out, they need to return to the water or risk death from dehydration. How to summon Kelpies A rhyme, if you know the right one, will call the Kelpie from the depths. A Kushi can summon one by simply barking. A blood offering, a bit of blood on a leaf placed on the water, along with calling Kelpie, I bid thee forth, will summon the Kelpie to your presence. Though, beware, the Kelpie will demand more, depending on what you want from it. Like all capricious fae, it depends on the individual Kelpie whether it will be friend or foe. And now, as a little bonus, let's look at the translation of Kelpie into Afrikaans. Waterpaard. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Fairies and Folklore podcast and that you've learned something new about fairy. Remember that you can get a transcript of this episode in the description. If you're new to the podcast, why not go and grab your free copy of Unseen, the second book in the fairy tale series, on my website, renaldemythmaker.com. Loads of folklore, magic, and danger await. Take care.